Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I am your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, we're recording pretty much right off the back of uh, Chelsea arguably sealing the title. Yeah, it, it feels good. You know, we, we got to win. They say we have to win five, but I don't think Spurs is going to win out. So I think we're, I think we're good. If we could win the next three out of the last six, I think I'd, I'd feel comfy. Yeah, it, it, it from a Spurs fan to a Chelsea fan, it feels just about over. Um, even if we win tomorrow against Crystal Palace, which uh, is not a guarantee considering how many uh, heads they have hanging on their walls of late. But um, there are some interesting things that have happened in this double game week. Oh, first of all, uh, wait, do we miss last week? Yeah, we missed last week. Sorry about that, especially in such kind of a crucial week. I was traveling back from England. I got sick. It's been a whole deal. If you hear me hacking and hawing through this. Um, that's why, uh, but I did have a fantastic time in England. I, I actually got to see, uh, five matches in seven days, which is pretty <laughs> ridiculous. That's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal, man. Yep. Got to see some league one, some championships some premier league. So that was all great. I actually was, my hotel was very close to Stamford bridge. So walked by there, uh, smelled all the money coming from that place. There's a very weird poster <laughs> of Antonio Conte. Where he looks like Barry Manilow. It's a very strange situation. Um, but yeah, Craven Cottage is, is also nearby and was, that was, yep. that was really great to check out. And then I remembered that I actually have a cease and desist order against me from Shahid Khan, who owns Fulham. That is a very long story. And I'm not really sure if I'm allowed to discuss at length. Said um, matter. Well, I am your general counsel but, for this. Right, so. right. I'm going to say that since you're referring to the case at hand and not the information that regards to the case, mm. I think that you're probably fine by mentioning his name and the team. Okay. So that that would probably refrain you from being uh, furtherly apprehended. <laughs> Perjured. Per, you know, for, uh, further uh, criminalizing yourself into right. making up words like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, that was a fun thing to remember. Like while I was at Craven College, I was like... Oh man, he probably isn't a fan of this. But anyway, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a super great trip. I had a great time. Uh, I know you recently had a vacay as well. How was that? It was good, man. You know, I, I had a vacation, got away from it all. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back. I'm a year older. So, so with everyone and the the fantasy universe that stalks me knows my birthday. I appreciate the well wishes (laughs) and the little, the little voodoo dolls that you make about me and, the smoky T-shirts that everyone wears around because I'm so popular and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's good to be back. I missed uh, missed talking to you, Kevin. Missed talking to everybody at home, and uh, I'm interested to talk about some fantasy Premier League. You know, it's it's week 35. You know, it's the it's the calm after the double game week mini storm. Even though it's pretty much been a big disappointment for everybody with the with the turnouts by Middlesbrough and everybody's transfer ideas basically blowing up in their face. 
But you know, it it we're on to the the, the the double double game weeks now with 36 and 37 being so uh, prosperous with you know Arsenal and Southampton and Leicester and and Man City and che- and Chelsea and Tottenham. There's tons of teams that we're going to be talking about later in this podcast. So stick around, people. We're going to be getting very very entertaining. Kevin may be juggling right now. He's being quiet, so he's probably juggling three <laughs> three bowling pins and an apple and maybe a chainsaw. Um, or maybe it's a Polish chick, an American chick, and an English chick. Who knows? <laughs> the three that's a, amigos. That's the secret of this whole podcast. I know things about Kevin. He knows things about me. We like to the, the, the blackmail each other. We like we like <laughs> to be uh, you know sadists and bring it out in and oh yeah. Speaking so. of um, dragging up dredging up stuff did you happen to listen to the show i did with john in your absence i i did not i he said some pretty inflammatory stuff man about about who me yeah talking about how uh he was happy to finally be my official co-host and all this kinds of stuff wow wow i'm gonna have to go back in time and listen to this and john whelan you're on notice right now (laughs) if there are said things i have multiple texts from you saying that that we're you're my boy i'm your boy and all this stuff you know this, this 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 is this may go to the streets. I'm not gonna lie. This may go to the streets. You know, so anybody well, looking for anybody looking for a great draft format? Uh, draft 11 is a great setup. Don't use Playtaga. Mm. There you go, John. <laughs> First one, shots fired. Uh, I will say before you kill him, uh, would like to thank him again for coming on on short notice uh, last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Two um, weeks ago. And then, yeah, we were going to try to get you two to record last week, but it was like 2 a.m. my time. Yeah, it just didn't work out. But yeah. uh, anyway, we are back. Sorry for being as gone as long as we were. You mentioned uh, a little bit there before I segued away from your segue, which was well done on your part, um, about a lot of people's transfers not coming off. It seemed like everybody knew to not trust Negredo, so a lot of people went Rashford because without Ibrahimovic, oh, Ibrahimovic is out for the year, um, it seemed Rashford was guaranteed to start. And then instead, uh, like two years ago, it's Martial and Rooney up front, mm-hmm. which ruined a lot of people's days. Still no Antonio Valencia. Uh, it, it, it made one. It made one person's day. The owner of Monaco, because they got ten extra million dollars because he scored. He hit the goal precipice for oh, his he? contract. Yeah, so they got ten million dollars. So thank you, Anthony Martial. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Monaco need right now is a money and b any more help because they are yeah. on. They are en fuego, if you mm-hmm. will, which is yeah. Spanish, not French. That is Spanish for <laughs> French, meaning um, <laughs> of the people. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so aside from us knowing that Middlesbrough are garbage and that Manchester United and Jose Mourinho have no regard for fantasy owners on the whole, any other big takeaways from this week thus far? Um, no, you know, I mean, Palace showed out well. Uh, Benteke, you know, you knew he was going to score against Liverpool. I, I just, I could taste it. Um, you know, but the thing that's, that's coming up now is I, I feel a bad Crystal Palace rotation here. Everything I'm reading is Palace is gonna is gonna rotate and and not have a lot of the maybe the fantasy assets that everybody brought in hoping that they would get a double game week because I think they were they they tooled themselves up for Liverpool and I think they're gonna they're gonna ease off the gas pedal against Spurs and then go back at it again on the weekend when they when they have a more winnable fixture against Burnley. Were they playing Burnley? Yeah, they're home to Burnley. You know, yeah. I think they'll 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 take the three against Liverpool. They'll they'll take the beating maybe that Spurs gives them. And then they'll they'll realign themselves for the for the Saturday fixture on Burn, against Burnley, 
you know, that's three games in like, you know, six days, seven days. It's that's rough on anybody. And, and I'm 40 years old now, so I can say that's rough <laughs> on pretty much almost everyone. Yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be tough for teams like that. I think, uh, who else? Uh, Arsenal and City both also have three games in seven days. Um, yeah. Wait, no, I think Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal are on the Saturday. <laughs> no, that's untrue. No, Arsenal Man, plays Sunday. I'm all over myself. Um, and it's the late match on Sunday, which has recently changed, which uh, affects the fact that Rob and I will actually be hanging out. Oh, we should record live next week. We most definitely can record live because... If anybody cares to know our private lives, uh, since uh, I really didn't have to, I went away from my birthday and did other things. I didn't really have a chance to hang out with my other segmented group of friends. So I am inviting 20 of uh, 20 plus of my friends to go to the Yankee game on Saturday against Baltimore. So if anybody's in the area and going to be staying, going to be parking near Harlem, Harlem lot north near the river. Uh, come over. We're going to have about four or five carloads of dudes, plenty of beer, and uh, we're going to watch the Yankees play the Orioles for my 40th birthday. It's going to be fun. Kevin's flying in. Yep. Got other dudes fl- other dudes driving six hours to come here. Is John so, Wallen flying in? Uh, he's not invited. Oh, he's so I'm a jet. much better friend. A, gotcha. I don't invite anybody from New Hampshire, dude. They're a bunch of gun-toting, <laughs> freewheeling Star Trek Star Trek lovers. Uh-huh. What a, what a weird accusation to level at someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to get that done. Um, yeah, but for now, uh, there's a lot to get to because not only are we going to do start sits for this specific weekend, but we're also going to quickly run through some of the double game week teams and uh, tell you uh, who's hot and who is not. Um, so that that uh, this will be. Uh, I don't know if it'll be longer or just more packed. But uh, we'll see when we get there. We will jump right into uh, start sits. Uh, for me, up front, I have Manolo Gabbiadini, 6.4, 3.5% owned. Uh, looked good, had an assist today against Chelsea. And he had four goals in his first three Premier League matches before he got hurt. Let's not forget that. This week, he is up against Hull and their league-worst away defense. He has double game week stuff, but we'll talk about that later. Also, uh, Harry Kane, just a friendly reminder that he has five goals in four matches against Arsenal. He has the best goal per match ratio in London Derby's ever and arsenal have a bottom five defense over the last five matches is harry kane's gonna score is Mm -hmm. basically what i'm saying uh in midfield i have josh king uh not blowing the doors off anybody's barns is that you you blew my barn door off because i had josh king as well kevin ah well i'm sorry well for both of us sunderland have been getting better but it's much too late uh, averaging two goals allowed per game over the last five. And uh, King has three goals over those last five and eight and ten. He's good is really the takeaway here. Extremely. <laughs> and then in defense, uh, for Southampton, it looks like Jake Stevens is going to keep starting uh, at 4.1. I think he's probably a must-own, especially with double game week stuff. Uh, he's facing Hull, who have the worst away attack. And you're probably thinking, hey, I thought you said Hull had the worst away defense. And yeah, they're both true. Hull somehow, impressively, have the worst away attack and defense in the Premier League. That's impressive. You couldn't do that if you tried. <clears throat> you really genuinely couldn't. Other interesting things, uh, Sako will be back for Crystal Palace after missing out against Liverpool because of uh, loan rules. 
Uh, and that'll be against uh, Burnley, who are not particularly good away from home. And their main striker, Andre Gray, doesn't have a shot in target in the last five matches. Uh, Manchester City are facing Borough, who have the worst home defense. And Tottenham may concede to, to Arsenal. That'll be an interesting match. But the important note here is that Danny Rose is expected to start that match after a long absence. So if you have Ben Davis in your team, time to look somewhere else. If you have the money for Rose, do it. I personally have brought him in already, but if you wanted to wait until after this Arsenal match, I would totally understand. Uh, I'm just thinking there might be some scoring potential for Rose against Arsenal, as mm-hmm. he, uh, I think, scored two matches ago against Arsenal. I think he had an assist in the last one. Uh, if memory serves. Rob, who do you got, my man? Yeah, I like all your calls. All your calls are double game week future guys. Uh, I'm staying in the here and now because we'll get into the why I, I'm staying in the here and now later because there's we have me and Kevin have a different differing strategy. But I'm going to get into guys that I like for the here and now before you actually may wild card because right there's here. no reason right now. There's, right yeah. here, right. Okay, now. Sing it. You like my height, man. But uh, <laughs> so so there's, my my perspective is you don't have to wild card this week. To monopolize on game week 36 because I like a lot of the names in game week 35 to you know make the the stale move to stay stay where I'm at. I'm gonna stand like I'm playing like 21. So uh, I'll start up top. Uh, it's Divock Origi. Uh, Liverpool's gonna be taking on a Watford team. Um, if anybody's seen Watford lately, uh, they look like they quit. Um, they're they're stopping about. 60 minutes into the game and then losing energy and not really playing. Mm. Uh, Liverpool's going to put in some goals against Watford on the Monday slate. It's 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 a featured game. Klopp is going to be setting all precedences high and saying and freaking out. He may even wear mismatched socks on the sideline and jump around like a maniac, which is probably <laughs> he probably will do that. <clears throat> Through the midfield, uh, I love Bournemouth this week. Kevin mentioned uh, Josh King. If you own Josh King, there's no reason to sell him before the match week 37. They play Sunderland, and then they play Stoke. Josh King is going to score probably in both fixtures here. Uh, he, he's the man. But if you don't like Josh King and you want, and you only want to make moves that set up your future, uh, how about a Leroy Sané this week going against Middlesbrough City's traveling there? Yeah. Uh, you know, if like I said, if you're moving ahead in time and you're looking like you've used your wild card already and you want to set yourself up with a transfer to help you in the future, Leroy Sané is is that is that move? City in the double game weekend in West Brom so it, it's it's somebody you're going to probably play anyway but you know might as well preemptively make that engagement and then on defense uh I like like I said I just like I like Bournemouth a ton a ton this week they're traveling to Sunderland and Sunderland like Kevin said they're giving up goals in bunches um and that makes me bananas <laughs> um so on defense I'm I'm liking Charlie Daniels uh he scored a goal last week he's price 5.1 Another guy that you can keep in there for two straight matches and then get him the heck off your roster before week 37 and move the funds around, move it to a double game week guy. I mean, there's tons of options in week 37 that you can move to because there's 10 teams that have a double. So the the, the price that he's at will allow you to basically move laterally, up, down, left, right. It's basically like the Charlie Daniels is the motivator of transfers this week. So look at that. Uh, and on to my sits. I'm going to completely differ with with Kevin on forward uh, and Manolo Gabbiadini. Uh, I watched the game today and he looked kind of blah. And I don't think that you thought, you know, I, I, I was just so. factoring in that Chelsea are actually good. So those few good well, moments, I, I kind of. T- I, I do agree that Chelsea is when he has Aspulaqueta on him. He's who Aspulaqueta is probably their best man marking defender who he was on in most of the game. Yes, 
but I was I, you shouldn't have had Gabby Dini in this for this fixture anyway. But for this next fixture against City at home, I don't I still don't uh, I still don't believe. Oh no, hold on, never mind. They're playing Hull. Never mind. I apologize. But I still don't like it because it's a preemptive move. Because if you're looking at Gabby Adini, I'm looking in the in the future. I'm not looking at what he's doing now. Look at what look at the schedule that Southampton has uh, leading up to their their two doubles. They basically have Hull. You're basically not going to be using. You're, I hope you're not hoping for anything for 36 with Liverpool and Arsenal. You're basically going to be wanting Gabby Adini for 37. So basically that leads up to my whole precipice point before that I made about using my wild card. Not this week, but next week, because you want him for when he plays Middlesbrough and United in week 37. So I'm I'm stale on Gabby Dini right now. I think you could probably wait, and then when you use your wild card, or if you need you know a future transfer that you use your wild card already, that's a guy you'd look at in the future. Uh, through the midfield, <clears throat> like I said, I'm staying in the here and now and not looking to the future. And Kevin De Bruyne to me is a basic non-entity in fantasy anymore. With the with the options that surround him in price point and his ownership, I know it's not astronomical, but he's not giving me enough to warrant. You know, it's not even a question. It, it, I could just say Ed Hazard or, or Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin. And it's it's not even close, right? They're not even the same atmospheric temperature, correct? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I'd, I'd obviously much rather have Hazard, you know, who's just for, kind of littered the score sheet lately. Yeah. Because people are going to be looking at him this week because they're playing a, a downtrodden Middlesbrough team and, and they think he may do something. But, you know, I understand what your thinking is, but wouldn't you rather invest the money in someone else that may do something this week and then bring Kevin De Bruyne in when you wildcard? That's all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, and on defense, uh, everybody who has a Borough defender that they brought in for the double game week, run. Run as fast as you possibly can towards the exits. Don't grab children. Don't grab animals. Don't grab the kids. Just go to the exits. The, Middlesbrough is a sinking ship. You know they have Sunderland, Man City, Chelsea, Southampton, Liverpool. Neck. There's no value there. There is nothing there. The best thing they could think about is Ben Gibson being bought and purchased and playing for a title defender, titles, uh, you know, title team next year. That's the best news that Middlesbrough can get. That they're going to get twenty million for Ben Gibson right now. Yeah, that Middlesbrough defense gamble by a lot of people super backfired already and it could actually get worse um, from here uh in the remaining match of that double game week uh yeah. for <clears throat> for me um the sit up front is fairly obvious it's aguero looks like he's been hurt again still too expensive and even if he was fit he's facing two top defenses this week um oh wait mm-hmm. that united match is part of this week uh well yeah. i guess kind of the uh Point remains. It'll be he's so expensive. It'll be tough to get any double game week players in. Not any, but a lot. If you're going to put all that money in Aguero, because you know he's a thirteen percent of your team. I, I actually like how you just went there and you had to find something on the fly that to not like about a Aguero. He he only tips at sixteen percent. Uh yeah. Um whoops. But anyway, <laughs> he's a lot of your budget and you don't want to pay too much. And also he's hurt probably. And now Gabriel Jesus is back. Ihe Nacho scores like every other time he puts on his shoes, even if he's at home. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, in midfield, I'm uh, done with Gilfie Sigurdsson. Just one assist, no goals in his last five. Um, now he's going up against Manchester United, who haven't even allowed a shot on target in their last two matches. Um, no double game week action. Just think it's time to move on from him. Uh, although I will say, I think the return of Lorente could help him some. 
mm-hmm. at, at the back. Again, totally agree with your Borough call. Also, I want no parts of Everton or Chelsea defensively this week. I think they both get on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of a lot of premium games that are going to scare a lot of ownership off this week with the with the Everton Chelsea game and the Spurs Arsenal game. Yeah, you know, you know, just there's games that, and then you get games that are just complete look like lopsided affairs on paper. I think I think Sunderland gets destroyed by Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth could probably score three against probably about half the Premier League right now. They're just so uh, turned up on offense. Yeah, I agree with you there. And now we're going to take a quick commercial break. Da, da, da. All right, and we're back, and now we are going to talk about uh, some of these double game week players and, and some of the strategies that you can employ. Um, Rob mentioned waiting. I personally have already used my um, wild card this week with the aim of using my triple captain on Alexis. Um, Wait, did you did you did you make the oh, sorry. wild card? Did sorry, you, sorry. Did you for next week? Did you did Sorry. you uh, did you make the my wild card activated noise? It goes. <laughs> I did. Beep. I did. Beep. Beep. Um, <clears throat> I will say uh, one of the reasons I decided to go early this year is uh, if you'll recall, you and I both waited late last year, um, and it backfired spectacularly. <laughs> and <laughs> so I think part of part of the reason I've done it a little bit earlier is to get away from that. But yeah, the idea is. Uh, to uh, wild card this week, then triple captain next week on Alexis in the double game week, and then to bench boost in thirty seven, um, and then uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll be in good stead by then. Um, so uh, in my wild card team, you probably noticed some of my bias in the um, start sit section. I have three Southampton players for better or worse but they've been scoring goals um is one of the reasons I'm believing in that I brought in Gabby Adini, Ward Prowse and Jake Stevens who I mentioned is it just 4.1 um also I I haven't had a Chelsea player on my team for a while now basically since Lukaku became reliable and I swapped Costa out um but Brought in Hazard and Costa. They also have a pretty kind double. Already had Kane Ali. Mentioned bringing in Rose. Already had Alexis. Kept Josh King even through the wild card because, as as we were saying, the matchups are so good uh, from here till the end of the season. Uh, and then my kind of gamble play is on Maguire uh, for Hull, only intending to play him at home because to get Hull are much much better at home than they are away. Um, but uh. You haven't done yours yet, so we won't run through your changes because uh, you haven't done well, them. But I mean, I, I've preemptively done it because <clears throat> I'm looking at like like Kevin mentioned. I'm going to do it not this week, but week 36. So then I'll have three Arsenal and maybe two Southampton. I don't think I'm going to go full full on bore for Southampton for Are in week 36. Are you going to use one of your other crisps this week then? Because otherwise you'll be out of weeks. Uh, I just may because. I don't know who I didn't look at my team like like who I'm playing who who's on my team and who they're playing yet. So let's look at that. Okay. Um. Well, I've already used my triple captain, so oh, I don't have. I, I only have that. two left. Gotcha. Yep, I already moved. My, yeah. So who did you use fun. it on, and how did it work out? I used it on Aguero in the his double first the double game week for for City. Mm. The first was that week twenty seven. Yeah. Week twenty seven when Aguero had the double game week. Gotcha. Did it work? Uh, I think I got like it didn't. It wasn't a hundred. I mean, but I think it was like twenty something, gotcha. thirty something. But whatever. 
Cool. But yeah, so um, yeah, so I I still have two crisps or chips left. Um, not using my wild card um, because as Kevin was talking about Southampton loading about three Southampton three uh, for Arsenal for week 36. I personally like the matchups for both of those teams better in week 37. But yes, I'm going to have three of three or two or two and three of each of those teams in week 36. I just won't have the ability to use the triple captain on Alexis Sanchez only because like I just mentioned, I like the fixtures for them in 37. Arsenal has United and Southampton in 36. Southampton has Liverpool and Arsenal. That is not a great thing, especially since my plan is to load up on Southampton defenders for week 37 where they play Borough and they're at home to United. So that to me seems like a better viable you know, candidate for clean-sheetedness than you know, bringing in Southampton because I'm not in love with anybody. Right, but I am besides... going to keep them the whole time. It's not like <laughs> oh, I'm going totally. to sell them. Oh, no, I, I'm totally saying, but I'm talking about from a, a points gained perspective. I think that th- there's nobody in the midfield that I trust for Southampton that would be, be worthy of bringing in for both both game weeks. I don't think they do any, do enough against Liverpool or Arsenal to warrant you bringing them in. Uh, you know, Gabby Dini is probably, the, is probably the one guy that's probably knocked on. And then I would probably lean, you know, Cedric or Bertrand or Jack Stevens or, you know, even Fraser Forrester in goal would be the, somebody else I would look at. Uh, but I, like I said, I don't trust them in week 36, so I'm not going investment heavy in any, any of them. But like I said, so this is, this is what I had for, I, I made up a mock team for week 36 for me. If when I wildcard, I'll have uh, Forrester, Forrester and Pickford in goal. Uh, I'll have Rob Holding, Jack Stevens, Eric Bailly, Valencia, and Davies uh, in defense. Do you think uh, Holding the, keeps his job? <clears throat> that's why I'm buying him. At, I'm buying him. I'm buying him at 4.0. I'm mm-hmm. doing it now. He may go up because we're going to see two more games of him if he does play. So at 4.0, sure he's a buy. At 4.2, maybe not. I'd probably lean somewhere else. Uh, through the midfield, I have Ali, Olso, King. I still have Josh King right now because this Ooh, is for Week 36. Interesting. It's the anti-Sanchez play. Uh, I have Herrera and Eden Hazard to the midfield. Well, and I, have- oh, let's talk about Herrera because I was trying to decide between him and James Ward Prowse, and went with Prowse <laughs> um, just because of the double double. Mm-hmm. But but under Herrera is a very interesting option, especially because he's been playing a little bit forward. He's been creating more. Um, I, I very much like under Herrera as a player. I hate him as a personality. But mm-hmm. as a player, he is very good. Yeah. So, I mean, and then I have Costa Kane, and I was rolling with the Bournemouth uh, guy for week 36. Oh, it would be, and, then I, and then I would transfer it. And then the next week, I would transfer him out. I put in a phobe. And then the next week, next week out, I would transfer uh, a phobe out for Gabbiadini and King out for, you know, anybody else that's in his price range that I, that I could afford mm-hmm. in that, you know, six whatever, because I'll have a little money in the bank from that team. I'm gonna but, be honest. I think I'm I'm holding King till the end of the year. I, I mean, I, I like I like their run into fixtures. They're not they're not god awful. And he for his value at six dot. I mean, whatever he is six dot whatever now. I mean, I bought him so long ago. I don't I even know what he is right one. now. Is he six one? He can't be six one. I, 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 he's listed at six one on my team, and I've owned him for like twelve. Yeah, he's at six one. <clears throat> okay, so there it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so let's get back on track here for the, for the double game week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for game week 36, Southampton, give me three guys that you think will be factors for, for, for Southampton. Uh, 
Well, I, honestly, it's the same cast of characters for 36 and 37 for the most part. I think oh, Gabbiadini yeah. and Ward Prowse are, are the two that I like the most, hence them being the two that are in my team. I would have loved to like Tadich or Bufal or um, Redmond, but they, they get dropped so randomly that looking at a format stretch, it's hard to imagine any of them playing all four. But I think Ward Prowse will be able to start all four of those matches. Uh, and then kind of the sneaky one. Um, well, Jake Stevens, I mentioned, is super cheap. But I don't really trust the Southampton defense that much. Um, but it's worth looking at a price that low. But my sneaky one for the 37 in particular would be Charlie Austin, who is starting mm. to get back to fitness, starting to nip around. Um, I like Gabbiadini. I don't think he would be dropped. But there's a chance that they could actually run two up front, especially because we know uh, Claude Peel has no issue dropping those wingers that I just mentioned. Um, so c- kind of keep an eye on Charlie Austin. If he gets a couple of sub appearances or if he gets a sub and a start over 36, he could be mm-hmm. very interesting come 37. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I totally forgot that he's basically near fitness now in training. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we saw a little bit of Shane Long today and, you know, I mean, it's probably because Southampton was trailing in the game, but look at who they're facing. They're probably going to be trailing anyway. If you're not investing in Southampton defenders, I mean, you might as well invest in Southampton offensive players because you got to hope they score if you're not hoping for a clean sheet. So, you know, I do like that call, Kev. That's a it's a brilliant idea. Oh, Your first one ever. I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> On this date. Kevin? It's like the first dollar at a restaurant. Um, oh, and also, you obviously like the attackers a lot more because Liverpool and Arsenal seem daunting, but neither of them have a good defense this year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that th- those games could be similar to what we saw today. You know, neither Where team they lose, a, but they score a couple. Yeah, lose but score. So you know, there's the the fantasy investment is is divvied around to. Other players not named Oriel Romeu, hopefully. <laughs> what a mess that was. He's a former Chelsea player as well. That was just so yeah, strange. Both, both guys do score were former Chelsea guys. Oh, really? Oh, Bertrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about. <laughs> we just have so much talent. We like our, our former players to score on us, and that's it. Uh-huh. To be fair, you've owned about half the players in Europe, and... <laughs> half of them have gone out on loan. Um, the other team with two doubles is obviously Arsenal. Uh, in this one, they have United and Southampton. Uh, who are you interested in, in this one? Uh, in art from Arsenal, I mean, everybody and their and their mother's brother are going to own Alexis Sanchez. Uh, when I went down my random team, I, I kind of like Mesut Ozil being the the wild card there. I know his price is in the nines, um, but he's giving results when he's actually trying and in the game. You know, he's got games of ten points and fourteen points in his last four. So it shows that he's actually having some involvement. But when you look at the Arsenal fixtures, once again, I'm not in love with their 36 fixtures. I'm in love with their 37 fixtures. You know, they play they play Stoke and Sunderland in their week 37 fixture. Yes, you're going to have him for both fixtures. But if you don't have your wild card or you don't want to use your wild card, that's when I'm looking to invest in it. But like you said, so it'd be, it'd be Sanchez, Ozil, and I'm giving a shout. And granted, if he can if he can hold his, his spot, like Kevin mentioned, Rob holding at 4.0 right now. Um, seems like a bargain basement Arsenal defender that you know you don't have to invest five plus in the Monreals and the Kashelny, the Kashelnys and the Bellerins if he plays with his weird wacky haircut. Um, but it's yeah, so Rob, bad. Like I, I didn't. He, he was so unrecognizable. Bad. I was like, what is that? What is that on the sideline? I thought it was a pinata. I almost hit it with a bat. 
I literally almost and hit it with a bat. And you should have. I mean, you you weren't close enough, I don't think. But I got to think. Kevin, I have a big bat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rest Wait, in peace, we, everything in between. What are we talking about? I where don't know. I, where are my pants? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. So Sanchez, Oltzel, and Rob Holding right now would be the three guys. If I was zoning in on you know three three players for week 36 and 37, those are the three guys I would be looking at. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, heading into 37, we've already talked about Arsenal, Southampton, uh, but we should let you talk about Chelsea here a little bit as they are your oh, beloved right. club. First of all, I mean, Costa Hazard seem obvious, but is there any third attacking player you can actually trust that will start all of those matches? Um. No, and the problem is, you know, it, it's great for us to talk about which three guys we like, and we can name the three best players from every team. Um, but, you know, there is a salary cap in this. So, you know, having the Canes and the Sanchez's and, you know, the Agueros and the Costas and the Hazards are, is basically a physical impossibility to do, especially if you're going to wildcard in week 36 and bench boost in 37 and play. It's impossible. It's physically impossible to do. Um, to get every superstar. But, but for, to, to add on to what you said, Kevin, there's no real third option there. Uh, I think that you probably have to, if you own Alonzo, I think that's probably where you have to keep your investment there. Uh, with, with the games of West Brom and Watford in week 37 for Chelsea, I think it looks like something maybe defensively that they could probably capitalize on. So if you've owned Alonzo, you're probably holding him because his price has gone up so much that you would probably lose a ton of value trying to drop him since he is still owned, you know, in a ton of leagues, almost 15% of leagues, 14.9%. Um, yeah. I mean, his current price is 6.8. So a lot of people bought in at 6.0, you know, somewhere in that range. That's a ton of, ton of value to drop and try to pick up somebody who has better matchups than West Brom and Watford for a, for a first place team. I mean, that's, that's a great, that's a great for two great matchups. And, and I'd be thankful to have those in two consecutive weeks, but yet you have them in one week. But yeah, I think Costa and Hazard are pretty much nailed on. Now the the problem is getting all the pieces to fit price wise because Sanchez is you know fixtures in week thirty seven are so great. You know Hazard in week thirty sevens are great. Costa is is fantastic in thirty seven because if Hazard is good, Costa is good. You know, and then Kane has two two you know decent matchups as as well. You know they play they play United and Leicester, and he's probably going to score in at least one of them. Yeah. So, you know, you can't not have Harry Kane on your team, I don't think. But, you know, there's other spurs that you could probably invest in if you're investing yourself in the Alexis Sanchez, the Hazards, the Costas, you know, even if you want to still roll with, you know, a, a cheaper, you know, a cheaper striker like Gabby Adini or, you know, you have faith in Rashford being the guy for two weeks or a Troy Deeney for two games with Everett and Chelsea. Uh, the, you know, the, the striker options are going to be a, a, a tough fit for everyone because everybody's going to want Alexis. Everybody's going to want Eden Hazard. And then they're going to have to fill in the pieces around him because the inevitable thing is that everybody wants, you know, the 15 players for week 37. That is the inevitable goal here. And I don't know if we touched on that, but your goal here is to get 15 double game week players for week 37. I know Kevin, Kevin mentioned he's keeping Josh King. So Kevin's going to be at 14. But, you know, it, there, there isn't a bad tact about that because, you know, Josh King, for his value, may for one game, may be better than someone else who is, you know, a cheap value play getting two. So, you know, there is value in that. But so getting back to the original question, I think Alonzo is, is a must or a Chelsea defender is a must. 
Uh, and then I think Hazard and Costa are the three. I know those are the three best fantasy players right now. It just happens to be that way. But I think that you're losing too much money if you if you miss out on if you're owner of Alonso and trying to trade him back in. Yeah. Um. For me, I mean, you you touched a lot of bases there. Um. Uh. Are you trusting anybody at Leicester? I'm at a no. Um. Maybe maybe a defender if you if you can afford it. Oh, for get... City and Tottenham. Yeah. I, I, I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying like a. I'm not saying. I'm saying like a Ben Layoun. I'm saying like a Christian Fuchs because he's he has so much involvement in the buildup of play that he could get you an assist. He could get you a goal. He could you know get you bonus points because he is involved so much in the play. Interesting. Well, I think you're absolutely crazy pants for that. But um, something that I'm kind of crazy pants on is ah, if if my Gabby Adini thing doesn't work out in these first two matches, I don't hate the idea of Defoe against. In his run-in, he has Hull, Swansea, Arsenal. Man, that Chelsea match doesn't look good, but yeah, it'd be too late. Because when you'd want him, it would be right now. Bournemouth, Hull, Swansea. But yeah. Um, yeah, who knows there. With Manchester City, um, you already mentioned who, who my favorite uh, option is right there, which is Leroy Sané. I think De Bruyne is too highly priced. Mm-hmm. Aguero is too highly priced. Uh, what do you think is going on with Sterling? Because they've been playing Navas a lot on that right side, but Sterling had been doing so well. Yeah, I don't really love I don't really love city players too much. I think Sané is the, probably the one guy affordability wise that you can get in there because I think that there's like I mentioned before, I think there's better options out there, you know, the Arsenal's, the Chelsea's, you know, guys of that nature and then you start getting up to the big bucks. And I don't know what's going on for him Sterling. He comes he pl- one game he starts and plays 60 minutes and the next game he comes he subs on and plays 20. Um, but that's why I like Sané. I think Sané is is Pep's wide forward, you know, go-to guy. And then the also thing you have to worry about is, you know, you know, G- J- Jesus is lurking. I know Easter just passed, but Jesus is lurking at 8.2, you know, his price to, or 8.6, whatever. He's in the eights. So he's going to feature in one in a game coming up. So it's people who are, are you know, selling out to get Aguero in his 12.8. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. There's not many real options for for City for me, to be honest with you. It's Leroy Sané and then a dot 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 dot. That's it. Someone else. Yeah. Um, are you liking any of the City defenders? Because Leicester and West Brom aren't the two most daunting teams. I mean, who who would you? I know, who, I know. That's the question. I, I I wish companies' price had dropped more. Maybe cliche. I mean, he's gonna play both of them, but yeah, I I agree. It's just frustrating because I I wish that that was a I direction that I, you could go. I think the only one I would trust is cliche. He's got seven straight ninety minute games. You know, yeah, it'd probably be Gail Gail cliche, and you know he is the cheapest of the entry point defenders because you're not trusting John Stone. You're not bringing in Pedro Pablo Zabaleta. You're not trusting Vincent Company at 5.9. Ode Mendes 5.9. Kolarov is 5.8. Yeah, it's 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 Gallo Clichy easily, handily, not even close at 5.2. Yeah, and that's probably... That's even... That's more than you want to spend on a player like oh, that. Oh, complete, completely. I mean, if, if you look at the... I'm going to do something right here. Talk for a second, Kevin. Entertain okay. the folks. Hey, folks at home, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, that's great to hear. How's work? That's cool. Good good story. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Clichy is 5.2. I mean, the defenders that are around him at that price that have a double, uh, Daily Blind, 
Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. Cedric's, you know, there's there's nobody really there's nobody really there. Simpson, you get really low to get Blint, Simpson. Blint is is interesting. You know, but ask yourself this: Would you rather have Christian Fuchs or friggin' Guy Clichy? They're only one, they're only a dollar a, a penny apart. Yeah, and Fuchs actually does stuff. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're such bad match, man. Yeah, oh, I, I see what you're saying. They're awful matches. You know, like it's, oh, it's awful. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. The, the one thing I like about the, these two, the dub, the back-to-back double game weeks is there's gonna be a lot of like differences in teams. A lot of people are gonna sell out their team to get certain guys, and then the pieces to fill in are gonna be completely different. I can see a lot of people having. Maybe one defender all the same, like a Bailly or you know Alonzo, or maybe if 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 people trust Valencia, and then basically their midfield will have two parts that are the same, and then everybody else will be different, and then the forwards could be you know it depends on how high price they go in the midfield. But anyway, I'm divulging all this information, and we could probably have two <laughs> more weeks of shows to, to fill. But yeah. anyway, so fair enough. Yeah, um, so yeah, so uh, you know. There's like there's ten teams that have a double game week in thirty seven, Kev. Um, are you recommending anybody from West Brom, Sunderland, or Watford besides maybe like a piece fill in? Because they do have difficult ma- matchups. I'll run them down. West Brom has Chelsea and City. Sunderland has Swansea and Arsenal. And then Watford has Everton and Chelsea. I mean, there's yeah, no nobody- like I said, Defoe could be sneaky, but other than that, it, it seems like a no go. But why would you spend the money on the foe for week that week thirty seven when you can get Gabby Dini for a dollar cheaper? Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. Well, you I know, mean, unless Austin takes over that job, but then it's Austin. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely, completely. But I don't think Gabby Dini is gonna is gonna lose a space space to Austin. I think yeah, Austin yeah, is that 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 secondary guy, like what what we saw from Long today. Um, yeah, but I don't recommend anyone from West Brom unless 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 you need like a, a fill in penny pincher guy, you know, on defense. Or, yeah, probably just on defense because you know the prices for those three three teams defenders will be cheaper than anybody else's because there's a lot a lot basically the the highest price defenders are all playing a double game week. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fifteen out of the top eighteen. Highest priced defenders have a double game week. <laughs> Good. And they're it's all Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Yeah. United. City. Yep. Tottenham. Arsenal. Oh, also, um I know that like the title actually matters, but if Tottenham keep a clean sheet this week, for the first time this year, they'll be uh the team with the most clean sheets, and Hugo could get the golden glove. Ooh. So well, I, let's talk about, about the things that really matter. It's about time the win. He'll the win something. <laughs> uh, also, um, Tottenham have two games in hand on Liverpool, mm-hmm. so it is more than likely that Tottenham will have had the best attack and the best defense on the season. Nice. What's the? Uh, I heard about the uh, you know the Arsenal clock. You know where they they full they officially f- finish it on top of Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. What what's the Tottenham clock now that for Arsenal? Uh if if they and we both win midweek, if we beat them at the weekend, we'll be guaranteed to finish ahead of them. Nice. But like you know how Arsenal has that they yeah, have like yeah, yeah. a clock. They have a name for it. Tottenham, does Tottenham have an official name for theirs now? Uh no, we're not that dumb. 
I, f- I figured I, I figured I'd ask. Because no, we I, are I, we are much too self-deprecating to be ahead of ourselves like that. Like um, while I was over there, <laughs> I was talking to a Spurs fan that pointed out what it's like being a Tottenham fan. It was uh, mm-hmm. Tottenham, four points behind Chelsea. Oh, there's no way we'll catch them. Fourteen points ahead of Arsenal. How are we going to mess this up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think that's a very good encapsulation of how we constantly feel as Spurs fans. So, yeah. No, yeah. we are not. We are not pre-celebrating this by any stretch. No, no. I think you guys yeah. can. You know, if you guys shut your mouths and just coast, you got second place. Yeah, I I think that's true. And as, I, I as think City end up fan. third. Then it's really interesting to see who who finishes fourth because Liverpool are doing their best to throw it away. United are doing their best to actually matter now. Yeah. It feels like Arsenal are probably too far back. And Everton can still shock the world and come up from nowhere. Can they? How far back are they? Let me check that real quick. Now it's your turn to talk about something while I look something up. So I was driving today, and I saw this man, and he had a dog. So I asked the dog, you like your owner? He said, love him. I barely even heard him. Never mind. Huh. Okay, uh, Everton... I clean that up. I, I gotcha. I clean that up for everybody. Everton are six points back, but they also have played two extra games. Oh, uh, yeah. So, about that. Yeah, yeah, it's prob- probably just a... I was just looking at the points. A reach really. too far. Oh, I mean, man, people at home. Man, Arsenal are seven back. Yeah. That's tough. All Here, right, I got, well, we'll see. I got a random fantasy question for you. Yeah, go for Give it. Give me... Give me one randomly obtuse guy from the Week 37 double game week teams that you think could be the super buy. Um, son. Any player, any team. If he actually plays. Because, was he, like 7-3? Yeah, he's that not, has he's to be not. one of the best values in the game. It's just, will he play? And And the problem is that's a question every week. And now yeah. that Danny Rose comes back, is Tottenham going to shift back to their preferred formation with three at the back, which includes wing backs, which does not include wingers, which is mm-hmm. why he was on the bench in the first place. Yeah, that, that's just a tough one. But in all other formats, <clears throat> sorry, in all other formats where you know if he's playing or not, Son is obviously a massive, massive option. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Youngman Son was one of the one of the couple that I was thinking about, and the other is is James Ward-Prowse. Hey, Ward-Prowse, I brought him in. Yeah, yeah. I think that he he's a guy who comes in cycles. Um, he's basically if him and Nathan Redmond ever get on the same cycle, they'll be Southampton clicks and they moved better. But they never seem to be on the same page, like yeah. fantasy wise. Like one does something and the other doesn't. Uh, it's frustrating. But at five when you're trying to fill in pieces at midfield when to get to your fifteen, he, he's he's the perfect he's the perfect guy. You know he's the slides in there. You don't have to worry about it. He's he gets a ton of bonus points because he's involved in a lot of plays. You know, not yeah. not an awful lot. I mean, not saying he's not friggin' you know Steve Cook. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> he which, who is, is indeed not Steve Cook. He, who that's the funny thing is that he has the most bonus bonus points in the system Wait, for for Cook Bournemouth. Does? For Bournemouth, yeah. That is so strange, and that is why the bonus system Steve desperately Cook. needs fixing. He has. You want to laugh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He has 212 more bonus point systems in their in their scoring system. They're 212 how they calculate their points more than Josh King. That is the most absurd thing. 
Do you remember I was actually high on uh, Francis coming into this year? Because mm-hmm. of his total touches and position and touches. Yeah. Man, yeah. you know how quickly I abandoned that stat? Probably about week six. Which is <laughs> like, oh man, the players that are showing up under this statistic are not very good at all. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, it's 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 that's a crazy thing to look at. I'm just I'm I'm doing boring research right now, <laughs> just where I'm looking at bonus point systems. Uh let's see. Any any other stupid ones that jump out? I'm sure there are. Let's see. This is good radio. <laughs> Here, I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manuel Lanzini. Yep. Has 565. Mm-hmm. In their bonus point scoring system. Yep. Is there a second part to that? I'm finding. I'm trying to find somebody stupid. <laughs> Great. And Josh King has 486. We'll just keep comparing everybody to Josh King. <laughs> Fair enough. But he also, but Lanzini also has more than Philippe Coutinho, who, but he missed also also missed six weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, it's clear that we are winding down here. So why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. That's with two O's, a G, and a Y. And you can find me. Writing about fantasy, writing about bullpens and steals and all fantasy baseball-related entities like that on Razzball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. I also also host the EPL Roundtable on this very channel. I'm also the lead fantasy writer over at Goal.com, where I'm uh, supposedly getting two more articles out this week, but I'm going to be traveling while doing it, so... uh, Hopefully that comes off. Uh, it'll be a preview for the Saturday matches and a preview for the Sunday matches because, again, in that game, you can uh, pick different players and replace ones that are disappointed even after they've played. Um, also, go to the eaglesbeak.com where I did not do a fantasy article this week, but I did do a preview of the Tottenham versus Crystal Palace match. And uh, it's going to be weird, and I might be recording from somebody else's house on Wednesday or Thursday to do the DFS video. Um, but we are going to try to get one of those in this week. We know we missed that for a couple weeks and we are sorry about that, but thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Sorry again for missing last week, uh, but we should be here for the running. Um, so thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace.